I feel like every day has lessons embedded into it. And that's one of the things I love about journaling. Uh, I just sat down to journal about what happened today. And I thought instead, why not share that with you, dear listener? So let's go. What happened today? Today is a Wednesday. And for the last few months, I've been taking Wednesdays off. And that alone is amazing. So, so, so great. I found that a pattern I was in was I would work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on Thursday, I would be absolutely destroyed. And I always wanted to take Thursday off, but I was like, oh, but if I take Thursday off, then I've only got one day left for Friday, and will I be able to get anything done? And it always just felt a bit weird. And I was working with a health coach, and he said, well, have you thought about taking Wednesday off? And when he said that, it was just a light bulb moment in my head. I thought, yeah, that's actually, that's a great idea. I can do two super intense days of work and then take a day off and then two more super intense days of work and then, you know, take the weekend off. And the old me, the the me that got started on this personal development journey five years ago would say something, would think that, you know, more is better, more hours. I need to be, I need to be working all weekend and every single day and never stopping and now I'm really in a position where I'm experimenting more with non-doing and seeing how non-doing can actually be really helpful and actually lead to greater output and greater achievement than doing. For example, this podcast is coming or arose from a state of non-doing. It arose in meditation. It arose over, over time when I thought, hey, you know what? I want to I wanna put myself out there a bit more. And now instead of journaling, I want to I wanna share the lessons here. So I've, I've converted something which was very personal to me into something which can be helpful uh, to more people. One thing that I noticed has been happening over the last few weeks on my Wednesdays is that I would sleep in. And I would sleep in for ages, maybe get up at like 11, and then I would just be super lazy in the morning, 10 or 11, super lazy, you know cook breakfast and take ages and go on like a really long walk and like listen to an audio book and and then today is the day me and my girlfriend go shopping we go to Lidl and we do a big weekly shop uh, just because it's the most convenient for where we are right now and um, we only have like we have very limited access to a car and I recently realized kind of earlier this week I, I thought ah, it's really annoying actually that I wake up so late on Wednesdays because I'm waking up, I'm having a nice morning routine, then I'm going shopping, and then it feels like the day's over. And I don't feel like I've had time for myself to relax. And I had that thought in my mind, and this has happened to me so much recently, where I have these thoughts in my mind, and they just, they just randomly pop up, and I'm like, yeah, that would be cool. And then just the act of, of having it in my mind makes it way more likely that it's actually going to happen. So today, when my girlfriend woke up at seven and went out for her run i did stay in bed a bit longer but once she came back at eight i thought you know what i'm gonna get up now and so i did i did my morning routine i went for a lovely long walk uh listening to an audiobook more of where should we begin season one by esther perel it's actually a podcast series and it's amazing um and came back and then still had plenty of time and the thing that over the last few Wednesdays has been annoying me has been not 
reading enough. I've found that for me, that reading is just a key, key, key habit, and it just does so many good things for me. It's it's not just a single like good thing. It does many, many good things. So it expands my mind, but it can also excite me. It can relax me. And I always feel good after reading. It's something that like I think we we it's it's and like a non-guilty pleasure. Whereas if you go and eat lots of cake or watch loads of porn or binge watch stuff on Netflix, at least for me, it might feel good in the moment, but then afterwards I feel horrible. But with reading, it feels good in the moment and afterwards it feels great as well. And that is just there, the habits I think I want to build and want to spend a lot of time doing. And at the moment, I don't have access to anything like a sauna. So it's so great to use reading to, to relax and be engaged. And I recently started, though, on the flip side, though, uh, yesterday, I realized that I was getting a bit bored with some of the things I was reading. I wasn't as excited by them. And if you want to read a lot of books, I think you you need, you need will go through this period where the books you're reading, you know, they did excite you. But maybe they're a bit long. Maybe they're going through a bit of a boring stage. Or maybe you just kind of, you just want something a bit different. And I was looking at the books I was reading. One is Reality Transurfing, which is this reality creation manifestation book, which is great. Another one is Notes from Underground or Notes from the Underground by Dostoevsky, which, you know, is written in this old English style, obviously translated from Russian. And it's about a man who's a bit paranoid and he's talking to people. You know, it's not about crazy dragon with lots of adventure or tension it's all about you know philosophy in some ways and i was also reading also reading the autobiography of a yogi uh, by paramhansa yogananda which is this kind of deeply spiritual um autobiography of a of a deeply spiritual uh, man who brought kind of spirituality to america or at least, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure what he does, but he definitely goes to America and spreads kind of the idea of yoga and deep meditation and things. And it's a true story. But I wanted something exciting. I wanted to be taken away. I, I wanted I wanted to lose myself in a book. And none of these three were really doing it for me. And so I bought this book, American Hunt, which, oh my God, is so, 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 so great. And so scary. In the first like minute <laughs> of reading the book, like uh, like sixteen people are killed in this mass shooting, and this the woman and a, a woman and her son survive, and they're they're running from they live in Mexico, and they're running from the cartel who just like killed all of her family, and it's just tense and exciting. Because of that, in some ways, it, it feels a bit a bit weird and addictive as well. But that was so nice to wake up and, and do some reading and really want to read. So that was lovely. And then we went shopping, we came back. And I really, I, it was really weird. I felt at a loss of what to do. I, I had this moment where I had all this kind of energy inside me and this anger and this, there were kind of these things that were hovering around in my mind and I wasn't sure exactly what to do. And I got into this state where nothing felt right, where every action I did felt wrong. And I was like, oh, it should. And I, I picked up my laptop and I was like, maybe, maybe I should read, maybe I should look at my to-do list, which I usually have a fixed rule not to do any work on Wednesdays at all. But I looked at my to-do list and I felt overwhelmed by it. And I was like, should I be making progress on this? And I just looked at the huge list and was like, fuck, there's so many things on here. Like, how am I going to make progress? This is this is silly. And 
and then I uh, and then I started reading something um, filling the void it's one of the final chapters from the four-hour work week which seemed appropriate um, but I didn't feel good even after I'd finished it and I crossed it off the list and I've you may notice if you get into situations like this, I, when I do, I, the best thing for me is to meditate. I just, because I know I'm resisting this feeling. I know it's trying to tell me something, but I, I'm trying to do my way out of it. I'm trying to figure out what it wants. But when I'm gripped by it, if I sit down on my meditation cushion or whatever, you don't need a cushion, and I set my timer just for 10 minutes and relax. I just felt that emotion inside me, felt that annoyance, felt that anger, let it breathe it in, let it, let it flow through me. And I was doing it outside and I'd already hung up all my washing outside and then it started raining. And so I stopped my meditation, boom, collected all the clothes, put that in. And then I realized, ah, fuck, there's these things going on in my head. There's these three things in my head today that are pissing me off that I feel like I have to do, which I haven't done. Um, Two of them were to write mini book reviews. So I'm still, last year I read 54 books. First time ever I've read a book a week, or over a book a week actually, uh, in a year. And this year I want to do the same, if not more. I, to be honest, I'm on track for doing a lot more. And I like to write a little mini review after each book, give it a rating and kind of write down what I thought, just because in the same way that I like doing this podcast, I like, I want to, I want to, document that I was here and document what I thought and maybe it'll be useful when I go back. I don't actually take copious notes on my reading yet. I tried to do that with the first few books uh, and deliberately doing it, but I felt like it got in the way of reading and felt like it was then a burden. But as I, but I do take notes if something like really stands out for me. And if I'm reading it on a Kindle, I will make highlights and notes, uh, but I need to kind of import those somewhere. They're all on my Kindle uh, at the moment. But, but if a book really inspires me and something really hits me, then I will, I will start to make notes about it. Anyway, a little tangent there. And I realized that I was just about to finish two audiobooks, Beyond Order by Jordan Peterson and this Where Should We Begin? Well, podcast series uh, by Esther Perel. And I wanted to write a review of them and it was kind of nagging and hanging over my head. And I just thought, fuck it. I'm just going to sit down here right now and I'm just going to just write down a little review. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be crazy. And just get it done and get it out. And then, so I did that for two of them. And then the third thing was posting the podcast episode, which I recorded yesterday. And once I did them, oh, I felt so much lighter. It was still raining, but I, I, I put my coat on. I sat outside underneath a uh, cover, obviously. I got my Kindle and boom, I just dived into Notes from Underground by Dostoevsky. And it was beautiful. Just half an hour went by like that. And it's so amazing how these like intense emotions really, really have, they have something to show you, especially if they're coming up in the moment. It's usually triggering something in you and it's an indication that, that something's going wrong and you've got something to work with there maybe it's something that your colleague says at work or maybe it's something that you're living with someone you're living with who, who triggers you when they say things like it's definitely a sign that there is some growth to be had there and that there is a challenge there for you to overcome and it feels so great to do that in the past i've definitely tried to ignore it and been like or maybe I should just sit down and watch YouTube now, or maybe I should watch a movie, or blah, blah, blah. nothing feels good. And when nothing feels good, 
for me, the biggest thing is sit down and just meditate. And it can be a short, it, it actually, I think I only did eight minutes. But eight minutes of sitting there was enough to, to bring back control. And that is, that for me is amazing. I think that's really the, the big takeaway uh, from today. Another one was that uh, I then chatted to one of my friends this evening and it was lovely to speak to him. And he's actually he's such an amazing guy. We always have great conversations and I, I feel like I could talk to him forever um, or we could always, even an hour, you know, there's so much more we could still talk about. And I realized as I said this to my girlfriend and I thought, huh, why don't I just ask him if we should talk more? You know, why, why aren't I just putting more effort into this relationship? Why, why, if I want it to grow, why don't I do something about it to make it grow? And this, I'm sure if you look in your life, there'll be so many little areas like this where you're, you have an opportunity to make it better, but, but you're not doing it for some reason. That There'll be these little areas that are holding you back. And yeah, I definitely kind of fear that a bit, being like, oh, can we can we talk a bit more? And then him being like, no. <laughs> like, who's this needy? Who's this needy guy? Uh, no, I, 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 this is quite enough for me. But one thing that I've learned as I've got a better negotiator, this might be a bit of a, a weird tangent, but as I've learned to kind of interact with people more and learn to get my own way in life, uh, especially kind of negotiating price for things. This is really important if you want to be a freelancer, if you want to start your own business, you go, you know, you're going to have to learn to negotiate things and create a win-win situation for you. And a massive, massive tip, if you want a quick negotiating tip now, if you have a negotiating and someone starts a negotiation, um, let's say, you, you know, you go in for an Airbnb, uh, and you you send you send them oh like I want to stay in the Airbnb and then they just randomly give you a discount you know it's supposed to be a thousand dollars a month and they're like hey I want to give you a special discount um down to nine hundred dollars a month as, as, this is just a, a blanket tip that I've noticed if someone immediately goes down like that you can always ask again and they're so 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 likely to move down. Again, if they've, if they've already started the ball rolling, moving down, boom. Like, if you just say, oh, can you, oh, is the, could you not do any better? Or, oh, thank you so much. That's great. Um, would you be able to do any better than that? They're so likely to turn around and go, okay, yeah, how about 800? And boom, you've turned that 10% discount into a 20% discount. Like, think how much money that's going to save you over an entire lifetime. You've literally, like, got a double discount for that. And, um... Another thing, which this literally blew my mind, and there is a high, high likelihood that you have this belief, even though you don't even know you have this belief, is, is this. Um, this. Everyone has this fear in us in negotiation that if we ask for more of a discount, that the person's going to turn around and reject us. And this can happen in real life in certain situations. So this happens if you're a guy and you're asking out a girl. Let's say you're in the friend zone and you want to ask a girl out and you're scared because you know that if you ask her out, there's no going back after asking her out. Like, and you say, I like you. I want to, I want to date you. There's a high, there's a chance, maybe a high chance, which I experienced when I was a teenager, that she's going to turn around and say, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want 
uh, anything sexual with you. I just, I just want to be friends. I'm just going to reject you. And there's a high chance actually that that's going to destroy your friendship and it's going to end there. Likewise, in a similar way, if a girl that's just, you've just met, maybe you've just met her on the street, you've just met her in a club and you, you're attracted to her, you need to tell her that. You need to express that. And when you express that, there is a likelihood that she will turn around and say, no, uh, I don't feel that way about you. And that will end the conversation there. And we take this fear and we move it over into negotiations and we think, okay, they've offered us 900 dollars a month for this apartment that's usually a thousand dollars a month if i ask for more and say oh can you give me more of a discount we think they're gonna go no fuck you how dare you ask for more of a discount all right that's it this offers off the table it's now a thousand dollars or nothing <laughs> which is ludicrous ludicrous that, that will never happen Ever, there's zero percent chance that that will happen. Think about it. If you're like, "Hey, I'll, I can do you this for nine hundred, and someone goes, "Can you do it for eight? You're not gonna go, "No, fuck you! It's now a thousand. My previous <laughs> offer is gone. It's just no way. There's no way. Um, actually, the only time I'm thinking that might happen is if you're negotiating a job interview price and some people say this is an exploding offer and they say look this is this is a job offer and you have two days to decide and if you don't decide that's it you, you can't do it and that's a way for you to force you to make decisions quickly but most companies won't do that because uh, they know that not everyone operates like that and if they're pressuring you to make it like if a company's good enough like they should be confident enough that you're going to choose them anyway right that um, you don't need to add this extra pressure on. But I digress, I digress. Um, yeah, that's such a killer negotiation tip. Go until you until you get a no. Keep going until you say, oh, can you can you do any better than that? I say, yeah, okay, 800. And you go, mm, that, oh, that's such a great price. I'm, thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate you dropping down that. But is there any more you can do? What they're going to say is at some point, no, actually, like, that is lowest I can do. I really, like, genuinely can't do any lower than 800. And you go, are you, are you sure? And they're like, yeah, unfortunately, like, I really, I just can't go lower than 800. And then you go, okay, cool, I'll take that. Um, and how is this related to what I was talking about with my friend? Well, let's say I really value this conversation and we're only speaking, like, once a quarter now. Well, what if I want to speak to him every month? And I think that would be valuable. I can say like, hey man, like it'd be great to speak to you more often. Like, can we speak again in a month? If he's like, uh, he might say no. He might say, oh no, that's a, that's a bit too often for me. And then, you know, I found my lower limit. Um, and then I can go, okay, cool. I found, I found the no. But what if, what if I'm like, actually it'd be great to speak to you every week. What if he wants that as well? And he's just too afraid to say it. I think pushing until you find that limit is fuck that's so important and it can be so beneficial to you like it's so beneficial to me for example like i've been paid so much more as a freelancer because i've negotiated more i just negotiated more money i asked for more money and then the people said yes and that they would pay me more money and you, you just don't know until you ask this is something that I'm integrating a lot more in my life now and it's really exciting. I still definitely find it a bit scary when meeting new people, girls or guys, 
Um, if I haven't met them before, I haven't spoken to people, I, I know that I should go up and talk to them. And if they don't want to speak to me, they'll just say no. But most people will turn around and be friendly. But yeah, push it until you get a no. Because you'll be surprised that the, the limits you've thought up in your own mind probably aren't true. And why aren't they true? Because you've just made them up. You've made them up out of nothing. You haven't tested them against anything. You need. You can only form your limits after you've, you've tested them against things. Like if I ask people, if I ask my hundred of my friends, like let's have calls, let's have regular calls, then I get a feel for when someone wants to have more calls, when someone wants to have less calls. But when it's something I don't really do very often, like asking my friend, like let's call more often, which I don't do, I need to take this opportunity to push myself outside of my comfort zone and risk him saying no to me because him saying no to me is great. It's honest, real communication where he says, look, this is actually my limit. And then I know I'm not living in the middle anymore. I'm not living in that annoying purgatory zone in the fucking friend zone. So they are the big takeaways to me today. Do stuff on your days off that relaxes you. Um, that is actually beneficial to you. Find those habits and do them as much as you can. Reading for me is that, and I would highly, highly, highly recommend that for you as well. Um, audiobooks count. Audiobooks are super easy. They're just the easiest thing. And what else? When you feel negative emotions come up, if you have that feeling where you're like, fuck, every choice I have to make here now feels awful, sit down and meditate. Sit down, close your eyes, focus on your breath, set a timer on your alarm for 10 minutes and just focus inside of yourself. Let and feel that feeling. Let it flow through you. Let all those thoughts kind of whirl around, whirl around. But mainly focus on the feeling. Don't necessarily dive into the thoughts. Uh, let them just run. And after that, you'll almost certainly feel so much better. Oh my God. And then it will be so clear. Like once I finished meditating, it was raining. Boom. Took the clothes inside. Come outside. Boom. Uh, write my two book reviews. Boom. Uh, upload my podcast and share it on Facebook. Boom, start reading. Like it all just happened so smoothly. I knew exactly what needed to be done. And then finally, push to your limits, especially in negotiations. Ask for what you want. This is something I'm getting better at, for sure. I can, I'm sure I can, I can improve uh, in many, many ways, and especially here. And it's lovely to have found this, found this point where I'm like, huh. I think actually I can push a bit more here and I could probably improve my life and make my life a little bit better. And by improving your life a little bit in these ways, these little 1%, 2% here and there every single day, fuck, this is what makes life so amazing. I just love the continual improvement, continually getting better. And it's so fucking cool to see where I come from like five years ago uh, to now. And I'm so excited to see where I go in the coming years. So that is my kind of daily update. I'm going to go to bed now. I'm going to do 10 minutes of meditation before bed. And I'm looking forward to waking up tomorrow, doing a workout, doing my morning routine, nice long hour long meditation, and then getting stuck into some coding. Peace. Thank you for listening.